Hello, welcome to the Dentist Profit Playbook podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Harry Singh, helping you grow your face aesthetics business. Really excited to reach out for the guest today. Um, person I've known for a number of years, but who so has helped me in court. We'll maybe touch on that during the interview. Um, <laughs> um, and in terms of other complex issues. So I'd like to give a big welcome to Adrian Drake. Welcome, Adrian. Hi, Harry. So he's a consultant to dentists. Um, he specializes in complex areas, making them simple, saving dentists time and money. Um, one of his recent projects is ChatGPTI, which I've been really keen on following for the last several months. Um, I'm like a novice compared to Adrian. Um, bit of a plug. He has just written a book about it, which I um, purchased. I didn't get, didn't give it to me free. Must be, must have some Indian blood in him somewhere. <laughs> oh, actually, an eighth Indian I have, so that's where it comes from. Oh, that's it. Yeah. So, but no, it's worthwhile. Um, the small fee you pay for it got picked up some really good ideas, even though I've been researching it for the last three months. So, welcome, Adrian, to the podcast. And if you just want to tell it, our audience. Um, what you do, your background, and how you're associated with dentists, etc. Yeah, we'll do. Thanks, Harry. So um, some people might know me in, in the dental community as sort of the go-to GDPR data protection consultant. And that is indeed my sort of speciality. speciality. I've helped thousands of dentists with that. And as you said earlier, now that's a fairly complex subject, which has a lot of misinformation around it. And I kind of like that. I like being able to take these things that are sometimes complex and boring and be able to break them down. And for people, and they're not going to be passionate about, you know, GDPR, but at least they're going to be a lot further ahead and know a lot more than the average patient, which, you know, you need to be right in healthcare. Yeah. And I've been looking at other similar topics where I can use that same type of um, approach. And artificial intelligence is something I've advised on for large international national corporates from a privacy perspective. Okay. But I've kept an eye on some of the technology. So it's ChatGPT just blew my mind. I was like, screw the privacy side of this. Yeah. <laughs> How could this help dental businesses? Yeah, definitely. Actually, that's, um, I might need to enlist your services. My wife's quite a complex character. So if you can break her down into some simple... I've got my limits, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so obviously we're talking about chat GPT here. So for those people, actually we were talking before we started recording, we thought everyone knew what it was, but 99% of people don't. So if you want to explain what it is and what it stands for. Chat GPT is sometimes quite a difficult thing to explain because it's so new. We've never experienced really a like anything like this. I say we, the, the common man, you know, the, yeah. Joe Public. And the best way to view it, if you've not ever dealt with it before, is an online chat bot that has a very, very big brain and it can understand the way that we ask questions and give instructions. And then it responds to us based on those questions and instructions. The, the broad term of that is called prompts. Yeah. So it can, it is learnt from millions of pieces of internet text. And, and this is the most, probably the most important bit, it's learned from millions of data points of where people converse with each other, how they talk to each other. Okay. So you don't have to be really, I've got to be careful with this because I might contradict myself. You don't have to set things in a certain way to get a response from it. However, the better the way you ask it, the better responses you get. 
Yeah. Do you see what I mean? So whereas a normal sort of robotic chatbot you, you get, it's very, you know, it's already given you like a few options. You know, you're already stuck in its kind of flow. Yes. This is far more freestyle, far more innovative than we've ever experienced before. And is and is the gateway, I was gonna say gateway drug, gateway <laughs> IA AI for a lot of businesses, large and small. Hey. Yeah, and I've, I've been doing some research following some YouTube guys. And yeah, they said it wasn't the first one. Around 2015, 16, Microsoft launched one and it got taken down, I think, within 48 hours because it ended up being a white supremacist. Go <laughs> say that Donald Trump, because it said who won the election? And it said Donald Trump. And I know Meta did something called Blender Bot 3, the same game that had issues at the beginning. So it, do you think this one is the one that's going to be staying? I know it's hard to say long term it's a really good it's a really good point because i've been advising on the ethics side right the privacy side much longer than i've actually been dealing with the facility productive production side of ai and the reason for that is because people are worried of a terminator style situation right skynet so i think the thing is is that and i I say this in the book because i liken the introduction of introduction of chat gpt and similar style ai models as like the invention of the microwave yeah you know so people if you told someone we've got this this box that can cook things super fast right people are going to think all right well let's let's see what it can cook you know and they're putting metal in there and they're putting like all the ingredients to a beef wellington chucking it in there three minutes you know it's like You've got to be careful because you're going to make yourself sick or you're going to blow yourself up. Yes. So I would say that OpenAI, which are a research company, two things. First of all, they never thought it's going to be as popular as it is. Yeah. Right. And the second thing is that they have spent a tremendous amount of time making sure there are plenty of restrictions and rules in place to kind of control people so they're not like those throwing themselves at this like new microwave mm. analogy that I use. So I would say it's the best step forward that we've seen in a public available AI. And it's also a convenient excuse for, for Google because Google freaking out at the moment. Yeah. And they're saying, we've got something better, but we would, you know, we're more about the privacy and the ethics kind of thing, which is like, yeah, get give over. Like you're better you ever cared about ethics. Um that they like we've got one around the corner, but yeah, ChatGPT I think is at the moment is a really good best bet from those those points of view. Yeah, you definitely you can see Google was scared because they, they were the headlines: Google issue a red code, code red. Yeah, yeah. They got the founders never happens. Back, yeah, they got the founders back into the board and goes, "What can we do now to combat it?" Etc. Yeah. yeah. So basically, we're saying dentists undertaking facial aesthetics need to be aware of this and jump on the bad wagon and learn about it. I say so because if you don't, your competitors are. This is how amazing this thing is. And I think the thing is, the only thing that's that's between your, let's say you, whoever's listening, your use of this and your competitor's use of this is understanding how to use it properly. That, That will be the differentiation between the two. Because if you're starting to use it, you're not one of the naysayers who are just saying oh you know it won't last it's just a fad all this kind of stuff you're like okay I see this is going to work but you need to sort of really harness some sort of I would say a code of Jack GPT to use it as as an effectively as possible yeah definitely so before we get into nitty-gritty on it 
I thought, is it still free? Because there were some rumours over the weekend it's got a paid membership and... Yes and no. <laughs> so it is still free. Yeah. But there is a new pro version that's coming out. So it's been released in the United States yeah. beginning of February. It's the 6th today. And the um, the version for the rest of the world, I think, is going to be the end of February. The okay. difference between those two is I think new features and also the pro version is going to be a lot faster because at the moment it can be a bit slow. Yeah, that's what I found with the free version. Half the time you can't log in or access it. It's just the server. Is that because the server couldn't cope? or? Well, Harry, not? I'll give you a little sneak peek on the page <laughs> you haven't got to yet on the book. So basically there is front-end messages that come up that say it's busy at the moment be notified when we come back if you hit refresh about five times you'll get past that message now that message is there to put off the general public because they're trying to save their servers and they're thinking people won't hit refresh five times okay apart from you know me and you now and your (laughs) essence so then you can get past that excellent Right. Is that how you met your wife? You asked about five times. <laughs> she gave it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Harry. <laughs> no worries. Okay. So in terms of, so let's have a look at the helicopter view. What are the uses what dentists doing facial say? How could they use chat GPT? So I think I think the first thing is that you need to be prepared to experiment with it for your particular use cases. I've worked hard over the last couple of weeks, I mean, hours per day, experimenting with different types of use cases, but only to inspire you, right? So don't be shackled to thinking that's all it can do. Now, I would say is that your dentist facial aesthetics is to look at the non-clinical business-only tasks of your day. Yeah. and 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 where you're looking to generate ideas where you're looking to maybe engage someone to help in a particular area of your business. And then think ChatGPT can, can emulate that person who I would love to just offhand X to. Now that could be um, creating a social media calendar for the next month based on a specific treatment that you've got or some news, a newsletter. Um, it could be that you're trying to respond to online reviews. It might be that you're struggling with recruitment and you can effectively talk to ChatGPT like it's an expert in its field, but to a specific degree, like specific to the UK, for example. Yeah. And that's going to focus its brain on how it's going to respond to you. Yeah, we'll come on to pops in a minute. But yeah, especially your section in the book about how to respond to Google reviews I find that really fascinating and stuff because it does help with SEO rankings, how you respond and what words you use. So we've got blogs, we've got articles. Would you use it for articles? Yep. There. And we talked about ads. We'll come on to that. Research. Can it research clinical papers? Yeah, it can summarize for them. It could create flashcards from them. So to improve your memory. Um, One that I just tried before our, before this, this, um, this recording is creating policies right so if you all of a sudden have got some sort of policy you need creating of course you know you need to tweak it to reflect your business and maybe get some advice and that kind of thing but you needed something quickly to do the the legwork the heavy lifting 
giving enough context, you can get it to create certain policies, assessments, forms, right? There's lots and lots of different things that you can do. CQC, could it do? Um, Well, I think, you know what? I think what it can do is it, it can look, if you uploaded a policy. Yeah. And you, with the right prompts, which I know we'll go into in a second, you could effectively say what, which areas of this policy could I improve? Yeah. And it will analyze that and let you know. And then you could say, okay, rewrite it, incorporating these improvements. Yeah. Right. So you're not, haven't just got the list of what you can do. You can actually get it to give you a, a version of it, which is posting matches what you've currently got. It's just filling in the gaps. Yeah. So I'd, I'm always a little bit careful with compliance things because I, I'm working in that world. I know how there's a lot of wrong stuff out there. Yeah. But I think it can really get the majority of it right for you. Perfect. Um, and remember, scripts, like, as you said, the non-clinical, how to answer a phone, how to handle complaints. Yeah. Um, into, yeah. And I've used it for go select a five top interview questions for a marketing manager. Yes. Front of desk or admin role. Um, so before we come on to the prompts, um, personal use, I know you posted in one of the Facebook groups about mis-selling. <laughs> yeah. oh, not you mis-selling. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Whoa. <laughs> um, so I had uh, a situation and I'll, I'll I'll do this a lot quicker than the last time I explained it on a podcast. Because <laughs> if I listened back, I was like, flip it out. I went off for ages. So make sure I don't waffle. No worries. The headlines are, I bought a car a couple of years ago from Land Rover. I did it on finance. Didn't have a problem. The car's been fine. Got yeah. a Facebook ad about the, the Financial Conduct Authority finding a lot of the agreements that have been sold to people under car finance were missold because they weren't transparent with information. A bit like PPI. Yeah, And I thought I'd put my agreement through for them to check. It okay. goes over to a law firm. They checked it. They confirmed that I was missold. They then came back to me and said, it's X amounts, but we only take it for compensations over 10 grand. And mine was just below that. Okay. So I actually used GDPR and said, well, give me all the information that you've, you've, you've used. So they gave me this report that was created. And it's a 25-page report. So it's like a lot of this is just kind of going over my head. Yeah. You know, even though I work in financial services as well, it's going to have um, to be a lot of paperwork to go over your head. You're well, six foot giant. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant about my level of intelligence. <laughs> you're talking about the fact that I'm absurdly tall. Um, so I, I fed it all the information. Of course, I took out the, you know, personal information because, yeah. you know, I, I, I live in that world, um, and I asked it to explain it to me. And then I asked it to act as an FCA expert that specializes in writing complaint letters. Okay. So I got it to explain, like, how would that letter look? And it, it kind of set out what would be involved in there. And I said, like, write a letter based on based a complaints letter that I can send to Land Rover. So I'm doing the role. I'm playing the part now of the solicitors who would have done that for me. Right. Or they're paralegal. Yeah. So it's now done that for me and I've sent it off to Land Rover and they've got eight weeks to come back to me. Otherwise, I'm going to the ombudsman. But I've got someone who is a consultant or specialist in PPI stuff. He knows his whole world. Yes. He looks at the letter. He goes, that's, in, that's insanely good. <laughs> he goes, I can't believe AI wrote that. He goes, how long did that take? I was like, oh, 10 minutes. Yeah. 
So that my, cause there's two sides of the coin. One is beneficial for us, but then you could see patients using chat GPT. How do I make a complaint to a dentist, facial aesthetics? My Botox has gone wrong. How do I yeah. write a complaint letter? So if our patients are using it, as you said, you've got to be, if, you're, if your competitors are on it, but if your patient's on it as well, you've got to be a step ahead of them as well. You know what's good on that, Harry? And I don't think anyone's really touched on this yet is that there are AI detectors which are out there. Some of them are better than others, must add, um, which will be able to see the AI. It's called an AI fingerprint. Okay. So basically, it will. Uh, the detectors are familiar with the general wording style of artificial intelligence-generated content. Okay. So let's say a patient used ChatGPT. So you'll be able to... It be, if you had something like that... Right, and you're thinking when they came in, they didn't they didn't give they didn't give off a vibe that they could write <laughs> these complete complete letters, right? <laughs> you could probably put it in there, of course, remove the personal data, um, and you'll get an understanding to see how they had AI help them with this. Because yeah. for me, Harry, if I had that, I'm like, whenever I look at a complaint, like when I helped you a while ago, I like to know who I'm dealing with, yeah, right, and then try and get the upper hand. So if I know some, a patient is is using AI to write their complaints, hmm. I'm that puts me in a bit of a better position knowledge wise, right? Yeah, I think it's still going to be difficult, but at least you kind of know what you're dealing with. Yeah. There are ways to get around those AI detectors, but that is for another time. <laughs> there and another personal use. I was we were talking off air about. I was talking to my kids about ChatGPT just before Christmas and they go, oh, it won't work. It's not going to work and not last. Then the first week they went back to school, they got a letter from the headmaster saying, anyone caught using ChatGPT, um, you're going to get detention, et cetera. So obviously I know a lot of listeners will have kids at school, et cetera. Have you had any insights into that on how schools are dealing with it? it yeah, interesting. So I don't know if you know Harry, but I used to be a teacher out in yeah. Sweden. Um, so... Uh, we used to have plagiarism checkers then, right? To check yeah. online, um, but also uh, um, essays that were that came into the school from previous students or ones in that same class to okay. see if there's been any cheating. Yeah. So schools have kind of already been on this for a while with the plagiarism side of things. This AI stuff has certainly freaked them out. And I know the University of Stockholm, because I have a friend who works there, said that, you know, it's been it's been the talk of the university town on finding ways to actually get around these AI detectors. Now there are, I'm sorry, these AI content using AI detectors. And I think what you have is you have, as the technology is growing, so are, is up with AI generated content. So are the detectors to, to, to combat that. Okay. Um, The thing is, is that there are, clever ways in which you can manipulate the text and make it non-detectable i think what schools are going to start doing in the in the short term is getting handwritten essays to be provided or they're going to be using shorter essays that need to be provided there and then or they're going to have to pivot because this is this is going to be a massive issue for them yeah because you could easily do a search on youtube and go and they'll come up with five or six websites where you can put the AI content and they reword it, rejig it, so it doesn't look like it's come from. Yeah. There, so 
Um, I wouldn't want to be a teacher right now. But actually, my kid, um, it must have been the way I brought my kids up. Their kids go, that's cheating. We, we would never do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the chapter that I've got in the book called uh, Is It Cheating? No. Oh, I've got a particular, yeah, it'll say a chapter. It's a page. But it, it does explore that because there's a little bit of, you know, ethical questions that you need to yeah. ask yourself how you're going to use this thing so yeah. okay so let's go back so we've obviously done that general overview what different for your business what you could use it for and we mentioned this word a few times prompts so yeah. if you want to expand on what what we mean by that and give some examples on how we can use it certainly so i think the first thing to to, to be clear on is that when you go into chat gpt you're presented to this with this chat session or a conversation yeah. And you can have multiple different conversations in separate chats. And the information within those separate chats is context for the AI to reference on as you continue the chat. Yeah. That's why it's good to use these separate chats, because the information and the prompts that you've provided and received in one chat doesn't bleed over to the other one. OK, yeah. Yeah. so that's the first thing I think is, needs to be sort of known to, for people so let's just say you've only got a single chat yeah. and you're presented with what is the first thing you want to say to it now this is what we would call an initial prompt or an instruction and okay. it's a great opportunity just to take five seconds or 10 seconds and think exactly what do I want to get out of this conversation who does chat GPT need to emulate to be able to help me with a specific problem that I have right now? Yeah. And what context could I give it straight away in this initial prompt that will be able for it to reference and to use in whatever kind of output that I'm looking for? Now, you don't have to do this every time. Sometimes I just go in there cold and I'll go, give me five creative ideas on, on uh, blog titles, for GDPR and dentistry, something yeah. is something like that, right? I'm not really, it's only for me just to inspire me quickly. But let's say I'm starting facial aesthetics. Say I'm doing lip fillers, for example, yeah. in, in the practice. Now, I want to have a load of um, digital assets, let's call them social media posts, uh, video scripts, newsletters, you name it that are going to be referring to me as a clinician, the practice, where we're based, my audience type. You don't want to have to put that in every single time. Yeah. So in that initial prompt, you can give it specific context. Then you can say, act as my expert social media uh, consultant. You specialize in helping clinicians improve their uh, social media and grow their social media in facial aesthetics you're based in the UK, you're familiar with UK advertising standards, this kind of stuff. And then what? Then you can start hitting it and it will come back with them, whatever your instructions are. Yeah. So the hope, it's hard to explain this, isn't it, verbally? But hopefully it gives you a little bit of an idea that there is a, a way to calibrate your prompts, your instructions to be able to get a better response. But also think, what follow-ups can I use yeah, be able to milk more content and more response, better responses out of ChatGPT. Yeah, so we'll come back. We'll come on to follow up. So yeah, for example, prompts. So someone could say, write me um, a ad to advertise Botox, for example. 
but it's yes. a cleverer way to do it. Go write me an ad that complies with the advertising standards authority guidelines on advertising a prescription only medicine, and you'll get yes. better response. Yeah, um, I've used it on copywriting. So I've used say um, using the ADA method, attention, interest, design, mm. action, to write me a um, copy on selling my courses, for example. Yeah, yeah. So as you say, yeah, the more yeah, that's a good example you give is pretend that page chat gpt is a person in front of you you're giving them instructions the clearer the more precise the instructions the better the information they're going to give you back exactly because if you had if someone introduced you to this amazing genius person that had all the knowledge of the world basically and then you said to it okay then um i'm a dentist write me five social media (laughs) um, posts now right (laughs) And it, and it came back with something that you don't even handle, maybe implants or Invisalign. Yeah. That's not even your thing. You would get like, you, you, you can't blame it. You, you know, you're being annoyed at it. You've got to be annoyed at yourself for not giving it, you know, detailed enough instructions. Yeah. So I, I think visualizing in that way is, is certainly a step up. That was when I realized that, Harry, that's when I started to really lock down the, the yeah. better prompts. And I think everyone, because most old and beginners, they would do a generic question, generic font, but then as you get more experience, you know what to ask. Yeah. You mentioned as well as prompts, follow-up. So if you want to explain what you mean by that. Yeah, certainly. So when you're, let's say, for example, you're writing a newsletter, okay, and about lip fillers or whatever new new, um, treatment that you've got in the practice. And the newsletter is great and it's for the right audience but yeah. you're thinking, mm, it's not, you know, it's, it hasn't got that zing to it, right? So you could say as a follow-up, rewrite with a more compelling hook, okay? So that first sentence. Or you could say, based on the, based on the email, provide me 20 creative subject lines which will compel the recipient to open the email. Yeah. Or you could put rewrite... <laughs> And include more emojis. Yeah. Or write this as a DM. So it makes it shorter, makes it more informal. So you could have those sorts of things. And on the rewriting style, you could ask it to forget certain aspects. You think it's kind of made that up. And you could say rewrite, but don't say this anymore. Say this instead. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then it, it's going to be at you're basically leveling up and leveling down in, the le- in what detail it can provide and, and how it looks. Yeah, because obviously you go much more detail in your book, which we'll come to in a minute. Um, so is it like adding more personality to it? Yeah, it is. It, it's basically you, you look at it in two different ways, really. A is to try and refine it and improve the exact content that you've got there and then. And yeah. also for it to reuse that content and create it and recreate something else. Yes. So for example, if you've got a newsletter that's got all the information, you've already provided all the context. I wouldn't stop there. I would then say to myself, not you know, not out loud, but in my head, Adrian, I've got this newsletter. Is there anything else I can do? Now it's got all this information that would be really helpful. So yeah. maybe I want to get a video script for a 60 second reel based on this, based on the information in this newsletter. Yeah. So I could say, convert the newsletter into a 60 second video reel with a really 
uh, you know, scroll stopping first four seconds. Okay. You know, it says, you know, ladies of Winchester, you know, that kind of thing, you know, are you bored of your skin? Is that, is that <laughs> your obviously brand when you were single? <laughs> Going to the bar, ladies of Winchester, I'm here. <laughs> I don't know why Winchester came up. <laughs> yeah. So um, the other thing I've seen at people, it, obviously it can't create image, but you could say create a image. Once you've got your ad, create an image. Does it? It gives you the templates, but it doesn't create the image or infographic at the moment. No. So this is just this is just text. You know, this is text yeah. outputs. Now there are other um, uh, apps that you can use. So Mid Journey is really good. Okay. Obviously, look at the commercial use of images. There is a little bit of mm, fanfare going on at the moment about potential copyright breaches. This is all very new. Obviously, everything is new yeah. with this this thing. Midjourney seems to be out of the press at the moment. Stable Diffusion is their competitor. They seem to be getting in a little bit of trouble. But um, that's a whole other way of prompting. And what this, is, what this does is it, the artificial intelligence will generate incredible images in seconds mm. based on the text prompts that you provide it. But yeah. the cool thing is, is you can actually use ChatGPT to help you create the right prompts yeah. based on whatever you need to be done. Okay. Um, any limitations you can see with ChatGPT at the moment? Yeah. So I think the main ones to think about is that it has a knowledge cutoff date. To the, I think it's the end of 2021. Yeah. Now, there are some extensions, uh, which I don't go into the book, but anyone who signs up for the additional emails within the books will hear about these. And what it does is it basically plugs ChatGPT into the internet so that you'll be able to maybe get some updated yeah responses um where chat gpt is struggling to respond correctly or fully let's call it it may suffer from something which is called hallucination which is where it will it will add for information which it thinks will probably be right but actually it's it's not <laughs> so you need to be careful of the accuracy I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't make it be my lawyer in court anytime soon. You know, I wouldn't, I'm not worried that it's going to take my job as a specialist data protection consultant in dentistry. Um, So I think, you know, don't be like that person who thinks they can throw all the ingredients of a beef wellington and throw it in a microwave and it's all going to come out fine. Um, The other thing is bias. So it's learning from text, which may have bias to it, even though they've done a lot to try and make it as neutral as possible. But of course, you can even create bias in the way that you structure your prompts. So yeah. you can make it, let's talk, for, for example, turkey teeth, right? Dentists in the UK are going to have a much different view of that to dentists in Turkey, right? <laughs> so the way that you would cr- cr- prop, instruct it, would it would be able to pick up some prompts from that because if you if you start saying uh do a blog about the dangers of turkey teeth mm. it's going to start thinking okay well i know where i'm going to be searching in my brain and that's all going to yeah. be uk stuff right so that's an example of some some of the limitations that you've got of course also open ai can look at your conversations as well so that's why yeah, be yeah. careful putting heat particularly sensitive in there perfect um so let's say you're the ceo of chat gpt open ai yeah. in New York with your 20 billion. Yeah. <laughs> what feature would you launch inside ChatGPT? Oh. 
it's it's very interesting because knowing OpenAI being this research group, I think that I would I would give people a, more of a helping hand on how to set out the prompts. Okay. So I would have almost like a prompt template generator. Yeah. But is specific to sectors. So I th- I think that that would be better because you're you don't have to experiment so much and also it's it's probably going to give back more quicker and accurate results. Yeah. And it, it improved AI itself then they oh yeah even better yeah i mean the chat gpt is based on a model called gpt 3.5 gpt 4 is coming out there's been a lot of fake news about how big it is oh, i got sucked into this begin to begin with um but that is that's maybe be, will be faster smarter who knows yeah yeah perfect um one warning we do need to give our listeners obviously excluding present company just be careful these fake gurus that read a blog about it and they um, start selling courses um, about ChatGPT and then you read into them and um, one minute they're selling crypto, next minute they're selling ChatGPT courses. But obviously here, Adrian's the expert. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm getting there. (laughs) Anything else that I haven't covered with ChatGPT? They need to change the name. Yeah, I know. It's hard, isn't it? Um, I think... I think the main thing, and it'd be good to get your thoughts on it. I know you're interviewing me, but um, <laughs> about anything that's new in dentistry, in my sort of five, six years of being in here, I've noticed that you you can get a lot of naysayers, people that put it down. And from from my sort of humble observation, I see that typically because they either don't like change or it's taking away from what they provide and their image and their interest and their following and all this kind of thing. Yeah. So my, my personal view, and it'd be great to hear yours, is that don't be swayed by the overhype or the naysayers. Yeah. Give it a go. The reason I did the book is to help you hit the ground running. So mm-hmm. you save yourself the, you know, the experimentation I did hundreds of plus hours, but you've been a dentist, you know, and been in dentistry much longer than me. I don't know if you've seen the same thing or perhaps I'm oversensitive. No, no, no. I see people, and even people like marketing, we both belong to a Facebook marketing group and the ones that moan about the marketers are the ones that need the most help because they've got no patience because they've got so much time on their hands. (laughs) Facebook there. So there's always going to be those naysayers. Um, But yeah, you can use it from a complete novice in terms of saying, give me five ideas on a blog for whatever subject or how to create a viral YouTube video to more advanced in terms of procedures, marketing campaigns, social media ads there. But yeah, there's a lot of naysayers, but they're the ones who don't, they're going to miss out and moan when everyone else is ahead of the curve. So yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. Do what you're doing, Adrian. We need, yeah, because as you said, chat gdp did it's a free for at the moment you just type in what you want except for and then and i'll belong to a couple of facebook groups um that are chat gpt orientated and then some people are just posting stupid prompts um is my wife sexy is my wife wrong yeah it's messing up the whole thing (laughs) 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 what is two plus two 
and obviously it says four, and then sometimes no, it's five, and then it's trying to argue. Apologize if it's yeah, 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 yeah. It's that's just a waste of time. And I think you know, dentists are time poor. Time is money. Yeah. So whatever you can do to try and save as much time in, in getting to know what ChatGPT is and to use it, then look look out look out for those. Yeah, as you said at the beginning, if you're not using your competitors using it, but your patients will be using it as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad you said that because that was in my head and I was like I don't know whether I should comment on that you know because I'm not I don't deal with patients in that patient yeah patient because they have my my feeling has come out done last month how do I complain or what's the NHS regulations for guarantees etc so yeah patients will definitely be using it yeah Yeah. maybe that's your second book um, how to combat patients use of well, could I tell you something very, very quickly? Is yeah. I, I've always thought that it'd, it'd be fascinating to have like um, a dental drama, you know, like those doctor's dramas that you like yeah. mid-afternoon. But imagine one in a dental practice. <laughs> so I spent, I must have spent like about 45 minutes with ChatGPT, but it wrote a 20-episode uh, screenplay yeah. for this young, um, and, and it came up with these ideas, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, for a young associate, his mother had passed away. He inherited the practice. He was this big shot dentist up in Liverpool. He's got to come down to London. It's full NH- pretty much full NHS. Older dentists that are there that, you know, don't like him and think they should take over the practice. And one was supposed to have inherited the practice, not the son and all this kind of stuff. And I just thought, this is incredible. I might put it in dentist for dentists. It's sort of like a regular little like you know article people can yeah. follow along the story that's it yeah yeah so that that's that's messing around with it but it's also pushing you know what it what it's capable of but as you said it's, it's the same example using really specific prompts mm. would get the better answer yeah um, so as we wrap up obviously we may have mentioned your book once or twice but so oh, sorry. People, <laughs> if people want to get more information one about your services and yep. how to get your latest book um how do they get in touch with you so new website's coming out soon but um it'll be adriandray.consulting d-r-a-y um and then the link for the the book i can give to you harry and i expect you can put it at the bottom of the wherever yeah, yeah, podcast we, we, we in the podcast we have that link yeah. Well. yeah yeah and that's called chat gpt a dental business game changer and it's definitely a game changer. Yeah. So thank you, Adrian, for your time, your expertise on this thank fascinating you. subject that we must all make use of. Um, and it'd be for, interesting to see what the future holds for OpenAI and other, and to see what Google comes up with. <laughs> oh, yeah. It should be next month. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? The AI wars have begun. That's it. Okay. Thank yeah. you, Adrian. And look after yourself. Thanks, Harry. <laughs>